This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome. Welcome, my children of the night, to Bosom Bloodies. <laughs> Hey, this is Bosom Bloody. Yes, yeah, that was right. This is Bosom Bloodies. <laughs> I'm Kale. I'm Glennis. And this is Halloween. This is this Halloween. Is Halloween. <laughs> oh, we're so close. Well, when our <laughs> listeners are listening, it is yes. Halloween. At the time that this is coming through your ear holes, Halloween right now. It's uh, the best day the, of the year. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time. Or so, so close. Yes. As we're recording this, we are uh, preparing for a pretty big Halloween. I'm actually headed to Asheville, North Carolina for a comedy festival, the Speakeasy Soiree, and there will be a costume contest. Mm, speakeasy Soiree. Yes. Very. Sp- it's um, put on by Speakeasy Improv and the Magnetic Theater in Asheville. And uh, I'll actually be there with the podcast from hell. We're recording a live episode a weekend before Halloween. That's awesome. I was going to say, there's something fun too about being up in the mountains where it's like a little chillier and it's the perfect time of year, which also means that my hotel was super crazy expensive. Uh huh. Yeah, a ton of stand up and sketch and improv the week, as well as some music, I believe. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to it. But the costume part, Specifically, this year, it's 60s-themed costumes. Very cool. I like a theme because it kind of takes pressure off of when you have a blank canvas and it's like, come up with something. Sometimes I get stuck in my head about that. (laughs) So what are you doing? Well... I heard 60s themes, so I thought, well, immediately I need to get a tie-dye shirt, and I need to get the peace sign, and I need to get Mm -hmm. flowers in my hair. And I thought, no, 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 no. That's too on the nose. Right. Not going to do it. So I thought about maybe I'll do Mad Men. That'd be a fun one. Yes. Don Draper. (laughs) Do Don Draper. I don't know that people would immediately recognize that. So what I decided to instead do is do Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Nice. I, I have a costume from The Greatest Showman, the film with Hugh Jackman, uh, because a couple years back, I emceed an event and the theme for that event was The Greatest Showman. So I got Ah, very cool. Mm-hmm. So you have the ringleader, like. Exactly. The full, like the red so, jacket, mm-hmm. and vest and everything. And they said you wouldn't use it again. Oh, no. I knew as soon as I bought it. This is not even the first time I found another reason to wear it. Nice. But yeah. So I, I'm going to take that and alter it some. I've got... Um, I went out and bought, put some epaulets on it on the side uh-huh. and uh, got a red hat that I think I can turn into like the tri-corner hat that George Harrison wears right on the album cover. Uh, and I think I can reuse the hat later. If they do 70s, it can be a pimp hat because it is a big leather red hat. And I've got some glasses. So even though the red John Lennon was wearing blue, I believe, and not red, I'm going to wear mm-hmm. glasses and I've got a big mustache. Nice. You can be like a pastiche. Yeah, like that's a, kind of what it is. It's an it's an homage. Yes, because you want to represent the Beatles, <laughs> not just one. That's awesome. It, tying into uh, 70s, but I did find a discount Cheech and Chong costume. And so my hair and the mustache is actually Tommy oh. Chong. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So I don't know. I could walk in and people go, did this guy not understand the assignment? What's he doing? <laughs> no, I'm sure even if they're confused, they will know that you're having a good time, which is what Halloween's all about. is also coming and when i first told her well, you, you should probably wear a costume she did not like that at all mm. but she's since come around and she uh, actually this past weekend got very excited about the costume <laughs> i said what do you got planned today well i'm gonna go here and look for a costume then i'm gonna go here and go here I'm like oh, oh, oh hold on <laughs> Let's go, you and me, first to the Goodwill and see what we can work out. And she got everything she needed. Boom. One one try at the Goodwill. Wow. That's awesome. So what is her costume? She's got uh, like these white bell-bottom pants, like white, uh-huh. white, <laughs> and a kind of floral top that is... You have to see it, but it is very uh, 60s. We'll, we'll send pictures as we get it done. Yes. Sorry, I'm leading us into... <laughs> into bad uh, podcast content. <laughs> what does it feel like? <laughs> she's making a, a headband and everything. So she's going to be groovy. Very cool. Groovy. Yeah. We're still missing. We do need, I don't know if we'll be able to find it in time, some jewelry, some beads and something to go with it. Just to, again, to... the accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, we are, we are covered in set. That's awesome. That's good. And you got, you're about a week out. That's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I did a, a poll on our Instagram asking our followers if they were ready for Halloween. Like, is the costume done? And most people responded, almost done, almost there, which feels, you know, like most people are looking for those last few things that make it take it from like an okay costume to a very good costume. Very cool. And you have your costume? Are you, where are you on that poll? I am almost there too. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> waiting on a few things. We, um, I, as I've talked about before, I am trying trying very hard to be a part of my son's costume for as many Halloweens as he'll let me. So this year he's all about it. He wants my husband and I to be part of it. So he finally landed on Boogie's Boys from The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is Lock, Shock and Barrel, who are the three little like demonic trick-or-treaters. So my son will be Lock, who's dressed as a little devil. I will be Shock, who's the witch. My husband will be Beryl, who's the skeleton. So it was actually pretty simple costumes to pull together. I mean, the two of them are just in pajamas. I just had to find a purple dress. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm trying to decide because we got... um, I got masks, you know, because they wear the the trick-or-treating masks. And I'm trying to decide if I should do the makeup, like the white face, blue lips, kind of spooky makeup, or if that's going to make it too scary. (laughs) (laughs) No, go for it. Yeah, I guess I got to go all out. What are you doing here? Jack sent for us. Specifically. By name. Lock. Shock. Barrel. Jack. Jack. It's Boogie's Boys. Ah. Halloween's finest trick-or-treaters. The job I have for you is top secret. It requires craft, cunning, mystery. And we thought you didn't like us, Jack. <laughs> I'm jealous. We talked about this with Mel, but the group costumes, you know, I would love to be able to walk in and actually have four Beatles mm-hmm. <laughs> walk in, but... <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Like one lone beetle. Are you really going to be able to tell that's what I'm doing? (laughs) 
have you now do you believe in any kind of um performance when it comes to costumes like my son has been making us sing kidnap the santa claus and i don't know if that's going to happen when we were trick-or-treating but when we were the beastie boys we played intergalactic while we were walking around are you gonna have like an accent or sing anything from the album like what's the plan yeah let's practice my liverpudlian mm-hmm. accents uh <laughs> only one of the hardest ones <laughs> I don't know. How does this? That's not bad. What if I what if I did this for the entire night? Would that get old? <laughs> How long before oh. someone asked me to stop, do you think? <laughs> uh yeah, no, I like that. I think that you should embody the character when you're doing it. I think the folks that are just wearing the costume and are like, eh, I don't I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, you got to commit. That's why I want David S. Pumpkins to happen so badly. I want to be like a bebopping skeleton backup dancer to my son. (laughs) I I would love to see that. A five-year-old David S. Pumpkins? Yes. Yes. I would dump out whatever candy I had left would go into that. that (laughs) Have you seen any other costumes that you really liked? Anything on social media or uh, other people have talked about? think i don't know i just really love any kind of big group costume or a couple's costume um oh um what is the name of the couple from the emperor's new groove from disney have you seen that movie mm-hmm. yeah you, you mean the is Is-Yzma and east yeah uh isma and what's his name donk Cronk, Cronk, yeah. I love that. I've seen actually like a. I don't know if the algorithm has just figured out that I like that and it's showing me a lot. <laughs> Pull the lever, Cronk. Wrong lever. Huh? Why do we even have that lever? And yeah, I mean, any any baby in a pumpkin costume or in just some ridiculous costume would be great. And okay, I saw this, you know, Kevin Malone from The Office. Yes. When he spills the chili, that episode. Yeah. There's like a baby costume that's like, the, it's like a little brown Kevin Malone suit and like a spilled bowl of chili, like a pre-spilled bowl of chili. <laughs> and that's like, I wish I could go back in time and get that costume for um, my son when he was little, because that's amazing to me. So related, um, <laughs> I watch every Halloween episode of The Office this year. Yes. So good. Why? I don't. I don't know. We do that. We do that in our house. Do you? Like just yeah. back to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I think it's Peacock. Yeah, it's Peacock. They, um, they create, um, like a watch list. Yeah, they create categories for you, or um, so you can watch like every episode of the Halloween episode of all the sitcoms. Right. Do, do they have community? Uh, is community there? I don't know if community is on Peacock or not. I remember a bunch of the other ones are other Friends and, um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. But the the best episode of The Office, uh, a Halloween episode, is the first one where they have to do Michael has to fire somebody oh, and, yes. in, during October and he waits until the last minute to fire him. And so he's having these serious discussions and everybody's, of course, in ridiculous costumes. Like <laughs> right. But Kevin's costumes, hands down, and all of them are always the best. There's the one where he was the Joker and the one where he uh-huh. was the Dunder Mifflin man and uh, Charlie Brown. He was Charlie Brown in one of them. Yeah, so good. (laughs) That's 
Christmas. Those are always my favorite episodes, followed closely by the Christmas ones, but the ones are the best. We'll have to do an episode dedicated to that. I'm also curious, like, why Halloween and Christmas get dedicated episodes but not many other holidays maybe just valentine's day maybe is is there a lot of valentine's day ones i think on not across the board i think across the board halloween and christmas get it but i think valentine's might get it for like i'm thinking like the new girl like sitcom-y situational ones might have brins famously has thanksgiving episodes Right, right. As well as Halloween episodes. But they, um, I don't know. I was, I was wondering why that is. Maybe it's because Sweeps Weeks falls during that time. And so they do something. Oh, yeah. Special. Like there's no July 4th because everybody's in reruns historically. During- <laughs> right, right. No summer holidays exist. As streaming takes over, I wonder if the holiday episodes are going to disappear because they don't actually fall um, during those times. Right. Or maybe they'll just like all be holiday episodes. Because <laughs> oh, again, <yeah>. like <laughs> we're just like ODing on whatever we want. Like, <laughs> So my favorite costume I've seen, I saw a, is a TikTok and it was a, a lady in a, a young lady in a Halloween, uh, she was wearing a pumpkin costume, but she was a sexy pumpkin. So the tutu and she was done all up. It's a very sexy pumpkin. And at the beginning of the video, you're like, oh, okay, this is just, you know, another uh-huh. girl in a sexy costume. Thirst trap. Yeah. But then her boyfriend comes out and he's wearing a shirt that says Peter, Peter. And he's got orange makeup like all around his mouth. <laughs> okay. All right. You got me. You. That's good. <laughs> That's so funny. That's you said a uh, sexy pumpkin, and I immediately thought of. Uh, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Uh-huh, yes. They, they their Halloween episode. They talk. Ted talks about meeting a slutty pumpkin, or somebody dresses a slutty pumpkin, and they talk about is it slutty or sexy. I can't remember. He talks about. He's like, I can't describe it <laughs> because they're like, how do you make a pumpkin like sexy? <laughs> it's inherently just round. <laughs> I like that. I like creative costumes like that. Yeah, anytime a costume can be a pun, I'm there for it. Yes. Every Halloween, Ted waits for the slutty pumpkin. That's right. What's the slutty pumpkin? You mean who is the slutty pumpkin? It was four years ago. I was at this Halloween party up on the roof of our building. About to call it an early night, when out of nowhere appeared this girl in the sexiest pumpkin costume. Wait, how can a pumpkin costume be sexy? It was carved in strategic places. So, strategies for trick-or-treating this year? Do you have it all laid out? Yeah, we are... So my son is still pretty small and like his ability to, cause I remember being a kid and like we had the map, we had a plan. It was like, we knew which streets tended to have like better candy or every house, you know, gave out candy. And here where we live, um, it's kind of sporadic. There's not a ton of kids in our immediate vicinity. So we're going to a Halloween party early on with friends, like at four o'clock. Then we were going to come back here and I was using the Nextdoor app. Do you have that app? I think so. I don't use it, but I think I am signed up. But you know what it is. It's like, it's like Facebook for your physical neighbors. And they have this thing called like the, the, treat map and so you can go on there and be like i'm giving out candy and i was using it to try to look and see where the candy's getting given out and only like 10 people in my neighborhood have marked it 
So Ooh. it's not very helpful. But then I was like looking and they are also people mark if they have like outdoor decorations. And so you can like go and see the houses that are um, decorated to the nines. And then I was like looking further and there's like a weird little skull that looks like, I thought it was a horse, but it's a dog skull. And it says, we'll be giving dogs treats and candy. So there's like a trick-or-treating like, <laughs> representation for dogs. Wow. In the year yeah. 2022, the technology has finally <laughs> risen. So we know exactly where to take our dogs in their Halloween costumes to get mm-hmm. treats. We <laughs> it's wild. There are literally people that would be taking their dogs trick-or-treating. Yeah, the, I mean there's multiple spots on this map. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> the dog does not understand what is happening. <laughs> the dog does not care that you put them in a costume or they don't like it. That's the two things. They they do not like it. Let's be clear about right. that. They either don't care or they don't like it. Yeah. And two going for a walk yes absolutely they love that that's in their nature it's they want to smell things and uh-huh. go new places with you uh, they don't want to go to the people's house and they love they, they will love the treats that's great but they don't get their trick-or-treat they don't understand the interaction although to be fair as a mother of a small person most kids small kids also don't understand fall into that description (laughs) (laughs) they don't like the costume which i remember i learned the hard way it's like with little kids which it'll be too late for our listeners but for next year you have to like put them in the costume sometime before halloween because otherwise they'll be like they could fight against it chafe against the costume so i guess you could do that with dogs too Um, but that's also, yeah, exactly. Training. You have to like build up the endurance. I, so this happened at the Goodwill. There's a woman who had shopping cart, their dog in the shopping cart. And I hear her say, let's go see what's down this aisle. Just in time to turn and see that she was talking to the dog. Oh my God. (laughs) And then as she's going past me, this very narrow aisles, she says, say, excuse me. And I, as soon as we got out of the place, I had to tell my wife what happened. Like, Did the dog do anything? No, the dog doesn't know what's happening. But I didn't know dogs were just allowed in stores. They're not, but I don't know. <laughs> service animals uh, are, yes, but this was, I don't think a service animal. They were riding in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> what struck me is, I don't know what she thought was going to happen or why she couldn't just say, pardon me. But I know there's going to be somebody on your little app there that's going to go and bring the dog and say, say trick or treat, <laughs> trick or treat. The if dog the dog is- barked though, that would be, okay. I would, I would give out a treat. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's fair. If <laughs> the dog comes and barks at my door, if you've trained them to do that, I will give them a full scoop of whatever food I have. <laughs> Right. Dog appropriate, safe food. I like how a subgenre of our podcast is becoming dogs aren't people. (laughs) I feel like this is coming up again and again as we we talk. My neighborhood... Hey, I remember last year I'm running after the the day after Halloween and finding candy just all throughout the neighborhood. I came back really? with pocketfuls. Yeah, I came back from a run with pocketfuls of candy. 
You're like, I'm immediately undoing any health benefits of my run. But what happens, and I'm sure this happens a lot, is the, the neighborhood kids come around and then at a certain time, the carloads of kids show up. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they originate from, but I think they target, you know, this is a good neighborhood to go and get candy. And so the cars pull up, the doors fly open, the kids run out. Yeah, like six to 10 kids. Yeah. <laughs> hit the house, get back in the car. They pull up, you know, 20 feet and then they do it again. (laughs) Like a drill. Yeah. And it becomes, in my mind, somewhat dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at least maybe park at the street, somewhere on the street, do the whole street and then move on. Park and walk. It's a nice walk. So will you go to other neighborhoods or are you going to stay in your neighborhood? Um, We Well, we're going to a different neighborhood for the party and we are going to, we'll do our street and we're going to kind of go further into our neighborhood. We never get a ton of trick-or-treaters. So even like any kid that shows up here gets like a ton of candy. Like I'm just so excited that any trick-or-treater is there and I like empty, you know, an eighth of what we've got into their uh, their bags. So yeah, we might, there's a house uh, in my friend's neighborhood that is decorated like to the hilt that we have to go ring on that doorbell. I'm like, there are, there's literally thousands of dollars of plastic in the, in the yard. Um, And so I got to, I got to see, and there's, there's a Tesla parked in the front. I'm like, I got to see what this guy's handing out. (laughs) (laughs) So we will mostly stick to our neighborhood, but I will move a little further into like the more residential part of our, uh, of our area to get, get some good houses. Mm. What if we created an app where you could track where the good candy is. Would that be yeah, that would be worthwhile. Yeah, that would be I would I mean as a kid I would have loved that. You could like keep stats of like are they running low? What is and there's also like this is the thing too is we're all going to go trick or treat together and that's the problem of the group costume is we got to be together for the costume to make sense. Although I guess devil witch and skeleton are pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. But when we leave, I'm going to like last year, I had to put out the bowl and like say, like, please take some, but leave more for others. Like, you know, the like if the, if you ever found a bowl, it was always at least whenever I found a bowl trick or treating, it was empty because whoever came before you just like dumped the whole thing into the bag. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Here's my idea. An invention of an automatic trick or treat dispenser uh-huh. you go up and it gives you one thing at a time right for exactly that reason because there's always there's tons of videos come out every year the ring doorbell where you see the adult usually just pouring yes. candy into the bag uh, so yeah this would be something that you could you could go out trick-or-treating because we always would have to one person might have to stay behind and man the door the other would right out trick-or-treating or sometimes we had like a grandparent stay over and so that's always a hassle but this way you could give out candy and go and do parties and trick-or-treating and whatnot. Yeah. But there, you know, there's, there's always going to be the kid that will like wait, stand and wait just for the automatic, like <laughs> automatic uh, dispenser to keep dispensing. Cause it has to be fast, right? Because there's in theory, there could be kids coming up behind. There's no, like you can't build in a waiting period. I like how we're like troubleshooting and yeah, yeah, working yeah. this, this invention right now. <laughs> This is helpful. So what if there's a, there could be a camera attached and uh, it notifies you in your phone if, they, if it's been used three times in a row, you could actually see. Oh, actually, uh, either way, you could keep track of who's coming and getting candy. So you could see all the costumes, maybe even a little That's speaker true. where you could say, oh, you look sweet. What are you supposed to be? Right? You could say <laughs> that and it comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
We can use the facial recognition technology for good, for something good. <laughs> I do. That is my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts is getting to see all the costumes. Like, even if it's just like a little, I don't know, something magical. Because even if they're not like that great of costumes, you're like, I love watching the little kids come up and usually like nervous. And so I'm like, I just love nervous children. <laughs> not a, not a, I'm not articulating that well, but it's my favorite. One of my favorite things is handing out the candy. But yeah. I don't think that's happening for me this year. All right. I'm going to have to cut out this whole part or else somebody else is going to steal that idea. But yes, coming you have to... next year, Bosom Bloody's automatic trick-or-treat dispenser. It'll help people keep their candy karma good. Ooh, candy karma. <gasps> that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely coming out because that's going to get copyrighted. Yeah. Also, it's... maybe a better name for this show would have been candy karma. Oh, man. Candy karma. <laughs> Dang it. Let's redo. Redo. Start again. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you want to keep life serene. Trick or treat. 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 The whole night through. Little scalawags with fiendish gags can make it tough on you. So when ghosts and goblins by the score, ring the bell on your front door. Better not be stingy or your nightmares will come true. So are, is there anything that you've not yet watched this year that you've got on your list you're looking forward to watching? Um, Young Frankenstein is a movie I love watching. That's Frankenstein. I beg your pardon? It's pronounced Frankenstein. Um, and maybe Shaun of the Dead. Um, I kind of love, we've talked about this before, but I love comedy and like mixed in with my Halloween. That's kind of my sweet spot. Um, and, you know, Mel Brooks, there's, there are things about that movie that do not hold up, including technically a sexual assault, I think, <laughs> if, if I think about it really hard. Um, but I just love that movie all the time, all year. And then, it's a it's a uh, a good one to watch on Halloween for me because once all the kind of trick or treating has calmed down and like the kiddos in bed and it's quiet, I do get a little like spooked out. Like I'll watch a scary movie if Sam's there, but like last year Sam wasn't here Halloween night and I was on edge. So Young <laughs> Frankenstein was a good um, a good uh, antidote for that. My name is Frankenstein. What about uh? What about you? What's left on the to watch list or to do to get in the spirit? So my wife and I have watched Midnight Club together. So she doesn't always yes. like to watch the horror movies with me, but there are some that mm-hmm. she enjoys and watch. Um, we enjoy that. I think we you and I probably talk about that at some point more. In yeah. Depth. And so we were out and needed something else to watch. So we started watching. She had never seen Halloween, any of them. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I think I mentioned that the new one was out and she said, Oh, that that's the third one. And I'm like, <laughs> Three. There have been 13. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I just knew because she saw Jamie Lee Curtis talking about it. She thought this was the third. Right. Uh so we have watched the original Halloween, rewatched that. And this year, I don't know. Are you familiar with the multiple timelines of Halloween and Michael Myers? No, I'm oh. I've I like the first one is like canon right like i yes. i'm familiar with that weirdly h2o my family like <laughs> glommed on to um and i've seen a lot of them but i'm not the timelines i'm not clear on yeah that's 
it really doesn't matter because they all kind of stand alone. It's all a scary yeah. guy's gonna kill you. That's the premise of every single one of them. Right. But the it's the original multiverse. I'm gonna go out and say this was the multiverse before the multiverse was cool. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. John Carpenter and the original producers. The original idea was uh, something happens on Halloween night, and that's the thread that runs through the movie called Halloween. That's why it's not called, you know, Michael Myers or something else. Right. And so the first one was uh, Michael Myers uh, killing babysitters on Halloween. Boom. Jamie Lee Curtis introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. This was her first. Uh, yeah. Film. And then the, that one went well. I think, I think three years later, the second one came out, and uh, it was. So successful that they did another Michael Myers. This one happened the exact same night. It takes place that same Halloween night, but at the hospital. Jamie Lee Curtis has gone to the hospital. And then Michael yes. Myers comes and finds her. Yes, there's a hot tub death in that. Or like a, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that one, it was revealed that Michael Myers is her brother, Laurie Strode's brother. Yes. And then the third Halloween three was season. The witch had nothing to do with Halloween. It's not a great movie, uh, but it didn't, didn't do well. And so they said that was stupid. Let's just do Michael Myers movies. So he's in all the rest of them. Right. So they come back with Halloween four at this point, Jamie Lee Curtis. So now that's two timelines, right? There's the, I guess technically this could overlap, but one and two and Halloween three, uh, two different timelines. Halloween four comes out. Revenge of Michael Myers, Return of Michael Myers, Curse of Michael Myers. I forget which one. Um, although the love guru is really the curse of Michael Myers, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I would say that. Hey. <laughs> and so Jamie Lee Curtis is too big of a star to star in this. So they have Laurie Stroud's daughter is now the main protagonist. And Michael Myers is coming after her. And that's they follow that in four, five and six. I believe. Um, and then they stopped doing them for uh, a minute. And then they came back to uh, Halloween H2O. Right. Which is in 96 and that or 96 or 98. And that brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. So now she's not dead. I'm sorry. Uh, they killed her off in the right, right. In Halloween four. And they, that's why they explained she's not in them. Uh, but she's not dead in H2O. H2O. So now we've got a new timeline where this is 20 she years lives. later. Right. And she and her brother, Michael Myers um are together and they did a sequel to that one uh halloween resurrection i believe is the name of that one uh-huh. and so that ends a timeline michael myers by the way dies at the end of all of these so you can't go by that yep then rob zombie took over the franchise and rebooted and had the rob zombie halloween and halloween two he did a sequel that, that didn't do well so i think they took the keys back away from rob zombie but that's right. a separate and distinct timeline right lives outside of the main <laughs> yes and then in 2018 they had halloween which now that's the third time they've named a film halloween within the same years <laughs> just to confuse things and in this one it follows halloween one but it does not follow halloween two so they are not brother and sister in this one and jamie lee curtis is back that was in 2018 and then that was followed by the sequel halloween kills last year and this year halloween ends so those four films now are their own timeline. that's five different timelines within 13 films crazy that's wild so and i so see all that is to it, say is it done now are they ends is for real ends or <laughs> <laughs> the face kill just made is yeah <laughs> <laughs> never yeah. ends when there's more more money to be had <laughs> right it's like shares uh you know 
retirement concert, right? The uh... or Elton John. Elton John keeps like saying goodbye and keep going, which like that's awesome, but it's hard to believe now. <laughs> yes, so it is ostensibly the end of it, unless they decide it's not. In which case, they'll, I'm sure they will bring it back and find some mm-hmm. way making it fresh and doing it new. I say all that to say, so that's our plans is we've watched the first one, but we were following the current so that we can watch Halloween ends. Got you. You're getting on the main Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> the, cool. The, the, one of three different Jamie Lee Curtis timelines. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I've seen uh, a lot this year. I've watched uh, the the Poltergeist, the mm-hmm. newer version of Poltergeist with Sam. Um, I want to say Sam Elliott, but that's not right. No, his name is Sam. Oh my goodness, I should know. I have a crush on him. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah, I remember being surprised when he popped up in that movie because he's not usually, that's not his his genre. Um but he's good in everything. I like him a lot. My mini review is that it was uh, not as good as the first. Of you know course. What? I would I would love, I would take Sam Rockwell over Craig T. Nelson in any other circumstance. Except <laughs> this one moment. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson is the man we need. <laughs> That's right. Oh, what what I, I do love, I think I've shared before, the in the original poltergeist, the uh woman says. The, the medium this house is clean mm-hmm. and so that catchphrase plays a major part in the revamped poltergeist <laughs> uh spoil, i'll go ahead and spoil it for you if you <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now but at one point they're saying the catchphrase which they've said multiple times <clears throat> somewhere but they're in the car <clears throat> and it's the movie's over it's the end it's done mm-hmm. and somebody says as a joke this house is clean and then the little girl says but no it's not they didn't go into the light I couldn't lead them there. They're still here. And then we realized, no, the ghosts are still here. And the car like sinks into the the driveway. It's a whole thing. This house is clean. No, it's not clean. It's not. not. Snip, snap. (laughs) I have exercised the demons. This house is clear. I also saw, speaking of Rob Zombie, the monsters revamp reboot i have not seen it did you like it have you heard of this project at all um i it's ringing a bell in my head i don't know much about it uh i did not like it at all oh <laughs> it's very skippable i love the monsters the original but i think it's one of those things i don't think that you can uh, recreate just what they hit upon the whole yeah. thing fred gwen is so great as herman munster and like they have the little werewolf boy with who's so peculiar and yeah trying to make that yeah and then magic Marilyn, again the, the niece Marilyn, that who's like normal for, normal yeah no reason <laughs> everybody's like what's wrong with her <laughs> The comedy came from the fact that they don't know that they're not normal, right? They're just yeah. out being themselves. And the comedy comes from people's reaction to them just doing normal things. Everybody yeah. else has a problem with it. I don't know that it was intentional at the time, but it certainly resonates. This was... Rob Zombie's a huge fan, right? His, uh, right? his original hit song, Dragula, is named after a car from the, the original Monster. Oh, Street cool. Street. I didn't know that. Yes. Grandpa Munster had a drag car called Dragula, and Rob Zombie's first song is called Dragula. Dragula. 
So <laughs> he's a huge fan. And that, that I think shows maybe that comes through in a couple of ways, but it's an origin story. So to find out how I, Lily met Herman and how they ended up in their yeah. life. Uh-huh. You're finally answering the questions that everybody's been asking. <sighs> <laughs> How did, where did the Herman Munster come from? Yeah. So, and it was done by a studio that does things on the cheap. The studio, they do straight to video sequels of actual big budget movies. So oh. I think this had like no budget. Yeah. And the fact that he was re- able to recreate the house and everything was kind of cool. The promo showed a shot for shot remake of the opening of the Munsters. But that oh. doesn't show up until like the end of the film. So the whole, I don't know, it's just mm. uh, a lot to be desired. And the actors in it are <laughs> terrible, really. Oh, no. So see it only if you're a Munsters completist. I was just going to say, there's just so much content and so little time in October that it's, although I guess, you know, for this podcast, especially, I should, I should be spreading my Halloween consumption throughout the year. So yeah, it sounds like the Munsters isn't going to make it for me for the last few days here. Studio 666 was interesting mm-hmm. and unique just because it's the Foo Fighters making a horror film, Yeah, which I remember at some point, I had to look into this but at some point the beastie boys were going to make a horror movie oh no way or pretty early on i remember them talking about it and they're using the trope of like you know you're you inherit a billion dollars but only if you can spend one night in this haunted house like that uh-huh. yeah yeah it's gonna be the thing so this is studio 666 put on by the food fighters also big horror fans and they um the premise is they're working on the new album and they rent a haunted house to create the album. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it does have like shining vibes. Like Dave Grohl just can't get the song that he wants right. So uh-huh. he's going more and more crazy. And spoiler alert, he's the one that ends up killing the other band members. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's kind of like uh, if The Shining starred the Foo Fighters, that's what it would be. Right. But other than it just like some really cheesy, gory stuff that was kind of fun to watch isn't that great and like w- more music please like this is the foo fighters they right. had, song you had said thing. that oh man here's my favorite thing though for i don't know if this is an actual thing or if they wrote it for the movie but the group whenever they decide something together uh they do a pearl jam high five <laughs> they say pearl jam high five and then they all put their hands in together uh-huh and then say jeremy spoken <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What? they do it a couple times in the film and i'm like what is what is that? Is that a thing I'm supposed to know is happening? That, I don't know what that fun is. Of Pearl Jam, <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. Did you did you Google uh, Pearl Jam High Five? No, should I? <laughs> yeah, we should. We have the technology. Right. Pearl Jam High Five up top. Jeremy is fucking smoking. It sounds like it was made up for that film. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a director friend who says when you do a show. And I guess it would apply to movie too if you wanted it to. Um, that you should put something in the show, one thing, and not explain it at all when you're like creating something. So maybe that's what that is. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> 
The only other thing I'll say is um, Lionel Richie has a cameo in the movie. Again, out of the blue, no no foreshadowing, doesn't come up later, doesn't pay off later. But right. Dave Grohl is having trouble writing. And so he starts writing Hello. Uh-huh. And then Lionel Richie comes in and says, that's my song. And <laughs> leaves. That's it. Never mentioned again. I love that. It's crazy. I think my wife had walked in the room at that point and she goes, Lionel Richie? <laughs> <laughs> What are you watching? writer's block you know mm-hmm. but that's my fucking song that's my fucking song mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. i like that song mm-hmm. no 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 i love that song that's one of my favorite songs i love singing that song <laughs> love that song get your own song nerd but yeah those are all the things i recommend you don't watch this uh <laughs> The anti-list. Have you, as you look back now, uh, what's been your experience doing the podcast during Halloween season? Has it been good? Has it been helpful? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it just reflecting on kind of why I love this time of year so much. You know, I always, I'm always like, this is my favorite time of year. This is my favorite holiday. But actually talking about it has made me think more about like why specifically. Um, And also it's fun to talk to you and like have a conversation with a friend about things that I like and things that aren't related to, I mean, I bring up my five-year-old son a lot. But that's so much of my world that this the podcast has been a great thing to kind of pop back out and take a take a you know more broad view of things. And it's also just gotten me excited, <laughs> like for you know, to to do scary things and eat candy and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's definitely helped me to kind of direct the energy, I uh-huh. guess is the right way to say it. And I think, you know, coming out of last year, maybe years past, there's a lot of stuff that I was on the DVR that I thought I guess I kind of want to watch that mm-hmm. and or experience it and th- I just never got around to it and this has kind of made me like oh this is this here's my excuse for why I should watch Studio 666 or the right and honestly I think Roald Dolls the Witches and Poltergeist are, are all I only kind of watch them because I'm like oh that'll I can talk about that <laughs> right right so it's yeah it's help me uh, get more focused and I've loved talking to you and other people that really enjoy Halloween and even you know, the discussion we had with Tara and Jonathan from Preacher's Kids who don't care for Halloween. Right. That was that was a good combo, too. And yeah. I felt like I got defensive. Did I get defensive? And defend I Halloween? didn't feel like you were being defensive. I'm looking forward to it. Me, too. announcement drum roll no i'll put that in post okay i won't do it (laughs) no homemade drum rolls (laughs) Um, this is not the end it's not over nope the monster has you thought it was dead 
and done. But the monster has gotten back up and is still around and will be coming back. Yes. Just like Mike Myers, we are not going anywhere, baby. <laughs> the studio specifically asked Queen City Podcast Network, hey, is this something you could do all year? And so I think if people want to listen to it, we will do Halloween episodes in November, December, mm-hmm. January, March. February. Yeah. What would be the weirdest month to listen to a Halloween episode? If like, there were no such thing as the Nightmare Before Christmas, I would say December. But right, that, that's already that changed the game. Together and changed it. Yeah, like maybe July is what comes to my brain. Like sweating hot at a baseball game. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be tough. We're going to have to really stretch to come up with topics. So if you've got some ideas, things that you want to hear about or things that we should talk about, send those our way. Yes. Halloween forever. Halloween forever. Halloween for president. Go vote. <laughs> that's good. Oh, hey, I got our sign off now. Halloween forever. Halloween forever. Halloween forever. Three Pearl Jam high five. Ready? One, two, three. Pearl Jam high five. Pearl Jam high five. Jeremy has spoken. <laughs> Yay! The good, good content. Good content. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> Queen City Podcast Network.com.